has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Force is strong in my family. What do you mean? My father has it. What did you say? I have it. You liar! And my sister has it. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. I take it back. This is it. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Hello there. I would like you to be my guest. You underestimate my power. Yes. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. You hear that? Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> Welcome to the Voice of the Alliance. I am your host, Gerard Bear, and I am joined on this episode by Joanna Wallace. Hey, hey. And our boy, George Humphreys. Do you really want to hurt me? Hello. This episode is titled, It's All About Family. And we're going to do some in-depth discussion of uh, some of the things we learned at D23 over this past weekend. Um, talked a little bit about the uh, Last Jedi behind-the-scenes video breakdown, uh, Star Wars Land, Star Wars Hotel, all that good stuff. Um, but before we get into any of that, we want to make sure that everyone knows about the website, which is uh, taoswf.com, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook. Check out our Facebook group. Our Twitter and Instagram handle is at taoswf. And all of those links can be found at our website or somewhere in our Facebook group. For the first segment tonight, it's going to be, it's called G's Rants. And I'm going to rant about something for a couple of minutes. 40th anniversary Black Series Star Wars figures. Where the heck are these Wave 2 figures? I'm looking all over the place. I'm checking out Walmarts, Targets. I found all but three, and these things are nowhere to be found. I've I've literally checked Walmarts and Targets on Long Island all through Connecticut because I've been doing some work down in, in both spots, and I can't find them anywhere. Have you guys been able to see these? Have you seen these things anywhere? Anything besides the Vader display pack? I have not seen a single one. Now, I've seen the Death Star Commander out of the second one. I haven't even seen that. I mean, at, at I, I mostly go to Target since I live in the home of Target and they're everywhere. Um, all I mean, we still have Force Awakens Black Series up. And right now, I went to Target yesterday. They just had a load of clearance. I mean, I got a Cassian Andor for four bucks, six inch Black Series, but I have not seen anything else. Like, it's barren here. Oh, yeah, these things are, they're very elusive. I got, um, before Celebration, 
I pre-ordered, what was it, Obi-Wan, Luke, Leia, um, Han Solo. I think there might have been one other one. And um, they actually shipped, I think, a couple days after we got back. But I got the Vader display kit at Celebration. Yeah. That sucker. You can find that thing anywhere. It's. I mean, it's all over the place. It's in every... Not here. <laughs> it's funny. My uh, Sorry, my I'm man, <laughs> my man on the street, Daniel uh, Leahy. He, I'm sitting here about an hour and a half ago, and I get a Facetime from Daniel, and, I, and so I answer it, and he's like, "I need your address," and he looks, and he, he's because he found a bunch of those Darth Vader um, figures <laughs> with the with the kit in the store, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, dude, I have that," you know, but um, even he, they had. The store he was in, they must have had 25 of those, but nothing else. And then they had um, Finn and Zuvio, the, you know, Black Series. That's it. They still have those freaking Zuvios everywhere. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> when we went to Disney and we were at the, the Star Wars experience or whatever it is? And, <laughs> you know, we've had this ongoing joke about Zuvio and where's Zuvio. Oh. And it was seriously like like four figures across six six figures down so at least 24 just zuvios and gerard asked the the uh staff there she like oh how, how are these uh zuvios selling she's like well um i don't know <laughs> i think i think this display case answers that question yeah yeah it was funny <laughs> like she's she just bringing up again where's and you, you were wearing the where's zuvio button too so yeah that's you can't fun. buy that shirt anymore because Disney made T Public take that one down. <laughs> but uh, it's a collector's item. <laughs> now, what about the um, out of the Black Series ones? Did you find the GameStop exclusive R five? I did. I have that. I've got. I've got everything except I didn't want to wait in line at Celebration for the X Wing Luke, um, which you know some jerks are trying to sell the thing for like three hundred dollars on eBay. I hope nobody buys it because no. if you pay that jerk $300 for the figure that cost him $20, I, I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. just absolutely predatory behavior, and it's so unfair. I mean, that was one of the first things I did after Celebration is I, you know, just decided to go look on eBay to see what things were selling for, and it was just absolute robbery. Just oh. absolute robbery. Yeah, it was insane. Like, even the the... Wasn't somebody trying to sell one of the lanyards you got with your ticket? It was like $65 or something, the Madeley Yavin medals, <laughs> yeah. um, lanyards. Yeah, I, I didn't order one of those because those were extra when you got your ticket. But, I mean, e- even just like the free swag, people were sw- selling that. And one of the, the pr- well, two of the prints I got, one of them was a $10 print. It was going for $75. Just come on. Jeez. Anyway, yeah, people yeah, like that. I, I could go off on that. For, I know. But. Well, that shows the difference between the fans and the people who are just trying to do whatever they can to get an extra buck, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shady, shady activity. But yeah. I will I will like to throw this out there. If anybody comes across a C-3PO, a Stormtrooper, or a Sand Person, I will dedicate an entire episode to how awesome you are, if you can hook me up with that. Well, I know what I'm doing for the next week. <laughs> Checking out all the retail. Yeah, I won't find anything. <laughs> no, you won't. But I, it's funny. I reached out to Hasbro because I was so irritated. And I actually had someone email me back and then they called me. 
Oh, wow. And I spoke to them on the phone and they're still in production, but they're just waiting. I guess they apparently completely underestimated the demand. Are you kidding so. me? It's Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, maybe they're basing it on how many Zuvios they sold after The Force <laughs> Awakens. But um, they are is still in production and they're coming from overseas. So when they get here, hopefully they'll get distributed, but they've been just kind of trickling in. So I'm um, rolling my eyes so hard. It hurts right now. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. It's always, it feels like it's always been like this. Like, I mean, we, I mean, it could just be the area that I live in, but I just don't see like anything out on the shelves i see the same stuff over and over and over until it just gets pushed to clearance yeah Yeah, it's the same thing i see here in memphis though so and we're supposed to be the central distribution hub for the country that's ridiculous yeah they need to step up their game and get me my damn figures yeah like i (laughs) i was i hawk-eyed stuff on on uh, amazon for a while to get some of the things that i wanted like um I really wanted that uh, Rebels Leia, and I waited for a bit, and I eventually got it for $6. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Don't they understand I'm a 43-year-old man, and I want my Star Wars toys? I want them now. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I mean, there are apps. um, I I haven't messed with it a lot lately, but there's an app called Honey where um, it's like a coupon app, and I think that they also have an additional... um, function on it where you can watch things on amazon and it'll alert you when their price drops so i need i need to mess with that oh that's a little different from the app that daniel has called honey Uh, i don't want to (laughs) know i don't want to know moving on moving on (laughs) all right so anyway that's g's rant i'm done but uh seriously if anyone finds those figures i will I'll, i'll do something i'll send daniel to do something, anything. <laughs> um, let's move on to D23. There was a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff yeah. over the last weekend. Um, Joe, what was your, what was your favorite thing? Well, I mean, of course, the behind the scenes reel, like, of course. Yeah, that had uh, a couple of interesting things in it, I think, right? Oh, just a couple. Just a couple. Um, I don't know. Like when I think I think I, I just have this affection for the behind the scenes things because um, with all the hype of um, Force Awakens, that second I have goosebumps even just thinking about this. Like, and it, this was like two years ago. That behind the scenes reel of the Force Awakens was just like, oh my gosh, because we we got that like one minute sizzle reel and then nothing for a long time and then the behind the scenes of them just talking about like how star wars is back and um you know just it's like visiting old friends or whatever it it really gave that reality and that emotion to it for me same same with this behind the scenes reel them talking about how it's family and the stakes are higher and we get to see you know some new characters and just oh yeah. Now Carrie saying it's all about family and then the cut to Billy and it's like, ah, oh, right oh. in the feels, you know, cause it's, yeah. it's fantasy, it's reality, yeah. it's real life, you know, happiness, real life loss mm-hmm. kind of all combined to it. And, um, it was, uh, it was, it was very interesting to watch that. And I, I was not disappointed. 
Yeah. Before we get into the breakdown about that, though, uh, George, what was what was the biggest, most impressive thing for you at D23? I would have to say the same thing to back uh, the um, behind the scenes reel. And plus, of course, the Battlefront 2 trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 too. yeah. I'm glad that you one. reminded me of that because like, I kind of forgot about it just because there was I mean, it's just a lot. A lot of big, cool stuff came out, but. Yeah, that that battlefront that looks awesome. That campaign is gonna be sick, dude. I'm not a gamer. Well, I, I really haven't identified you as a will gamer. Be. I know you, <laughs> you will be. be. <laughs> um, I haven't really identified as a gamer for at least ten years. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get a PS4. I'm gonna get a PS4 and play this because it just wow. I like. I, I wanted to play Battlefront, the first one, but I was kind of eh about it. I'm not really big on shoot 'em up games, but this, this, the fact that it has a story is awesome. That is going to be the best part of it. There's no question. Yeah. So, so both of you, have you both played the first one? I'm, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've died plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. I, in fact, I bought, I have a, I had an Xbox One, and that's what I've that's what I've played on for. I've been a Halo guy, been Xbox since it came out, and I think my yeah. last, I think my last PlayStation was P, you know PS. I had a PS3, but anyway, um, so, as someone who's like a a noob to this stuff, like the most recent console I have is a Wii, not even a Wii U. I have a Wii. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what are you most looking forward to the, the differences between the first Battlefront and then? what is proposed for the second one one word campaign same there, w- there wasn't a campaign for the last one i mean there was some missions you could go on but they were just like you know waves of of enemies and there was no real story based campaign i mean the online play was great um and that uh, to me in that game that was the best part of that game in fact i went out and i bought a ps4 just to be able to play with you know guys like daniel and danny cuz those guys all had ps4s so I bought a PS4. It's in my room. I only bought one game for it, and for the last year, that's all. That's all it gets used for is just playing Battlefront. Hmm. Um, and so, if, if first, if anyone's thinking about getting one of those systems or the other, find out what most of your friends have and just get that system because both systems are awesome. Yeah. Um, and whatever you can play that game with the people you want to play it with, that's the system that you're going to want to get. Um, you know, unfortunately, they don't interconnect which kind of doesn't well, make sense to me but well now um that's fixing to change according to Microsoft the Xbox X 1X is supposed to be coming out this November and they're in talks right now to try to make it cross platform playable oh that would be Sony. super cool yeah it would be cuz then that means you can you can play with anybody which and they've already made it cross platformable with PC players oh cool Let's keep our fingers crossed sooner this or later. Is, this is like a whole new world for me, but I figure, you know, being living in Hoth, basically, I need something to keep me busy over the winter. Well, that campaign <laughs> is going to be, it's going to be like, it's going to be a story. It's like a little mm-hmm. movie that you play. I mean, there's, I think Halo did this the best first is having a game where you, when you play the campaign, you kind of, you really get invested in the story and then the Call of Duty games. And I, I don't. I don't play everything that's out there. I mean, there's a, there's a probably a million other games and people are going to be like, Oh, those games suck. This game's way better. But, um, 
getting invested in a story in a game is, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Cause I mean, you've got days of content and days of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And it's going to tell you a story and the story that this game battlefront two is going to tell us it's a canon story. Yes. So it's going to fill in some of that gap. And they say it's going to go from the death star two's destruction all the way up, all the way right up to before the force awakens. Mm. So that's, that's so a exciting. pretty it's a pretty big span. So there's going to be a whole lot of crap going on in there that we're all going to want to see. So yeah. um, if well, nothing else, even if you don't like games, buy it and play it just to see the, you know, basically the movie that it comes with. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I feel bad. I'm forgetting her name. But the woman who plays Aiden, her interview on the Star Wars show and her passion about this and her enthusiasm just makes me oh, want to play yeah. even more. Like she was tearing up and I mean She's she pumped. Yeah. She has put her all into this. And, you know, I, I wanna support that. I wanna support the new canon, especially between Jedi and Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super, super pumped for this. So now I, I gotta get my my gamer chops back up. What are you rocking, George? Yeah. Xbox or PS4? I got both. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I was like, so just like G, I like that. <laughs> I've got almost every game system since the NES, so. Except for, except for the Dreamcast. I never got one of those. What's the matter? You don't have a Atari 2600, 5200, ColecoVision, and television like us old guys had? Oh, well, I do have an Atari, too. I just wasn't going to bring up that or the Fairchild system. <laughs> did, did you have the Commodore 64? No, I, I, my parents never sprung for one of those. Oh, we had one, yeah. but my dad, my my dad was into some shady stuff. I'll just leave it at that. And so then uh, you no longer had it. Yeah. Well, most of my game we systems were all purchased after I became adult too, except for the Fairchild and Atari. Yeah. Yeah, gaming is awesome, and I remember being a kid. I mean, when the heck did the NES come out? Was it eighty six, eighty five? I want to say eighty four, eighty five. I saved up half the money for that thing. Paper rooting, saving pennies, rolling crap. We knew that thing was coming out. And that was, I remember the day rolling in there and I literally had like bags of change to pay for it. Yeah. And it was, oh man, that was such a great day. That was me with the SNES. Gaming was in its infancy. But Yeah, uh, I never even had an SNES until now. It's a great system. It's all good stuff. You know, it's... Uh, Fun thing is it brings back memories, but this 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 game Battlefront Two is going to make some new memories, and they're going to be pretty pretty good. I uh, I anticipate. So yeah. Well, I look, I just love the whole fact of the canon story campaign going to be into this. That's something mm-hmm. that I really missed in this first Battlefront, and the fact that they're actually going to show what well, a lot of people never saw was the uh, droids that are also mentioned in. Um, after, um, aftermath of the Palpatine droids. Oh, yeah. Yep, with the yeah. hologram face. Yep. Oh, that's so creepy. Pops I mean, light. I, you know, I'm, I'm also uh, just overall canon-wise, I'm really looking forward to seeing something that is um, the Imperials as the protagonists. Um, I don't think that we really get enough of that and and just seeing, like, their perspective. I think, you know, Lost Stars did a good job with that with Sienna Ree. Um, and showing why she thought she was right and why the Empire was right. So we'll get to see that side of the story. Um, so I'm really excited to see that as well. 
that's going to be I have fun. to agree there. That is going to be fun with that. Another good one that actually a lot of people don't see it this way, but um, Sloane's character in the Aftermath oh. trilogy. Oh, yeah. Showing that perspective of oh. how she felt about the Empire. Yeah, and she's one of my favorite characters of the new canon, just like hands down. Great like, character. You guys see me in group chat often going, I need Sloane on screen like I need oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> I, I maybe got a little problem, but she she's a fantastic character. So, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of her. I hope so. So, yeah, that was one awesome part of D23 that we uh, get a little glimpse of that stuff. Um, we also have Star Wars Land. And the Star Wars themed hotel too. That that combination. What what did you guys like about that? I mean, what's what are you thinking? I love the immersion idea. The whole thing where you check in a hotel, you look out the window and you see space. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then you get to get dragged off on missions. Yeah, it's going to be kind of weird to look outside and see space. And I mean, I've heard rumors that this is going to be like a three day thing for most guests but like imagine going three days and like quote unquote looking outside and seeing space and then you go out to like florida <laughs> like you leave the hotel and you're like yeah. ah that that's gonna be a bit jarring but it's gonna be really cool yeah i mean disney's disney has taken the the theme park experience and the immersion experience and just from the, i mean i've been the first time i went to Disney World was in 89. And I believe I've been back there 28 times since. Wow. And I've seen a progression of how they've, you know, they've built stuff into the parks. You go into the park and, you know, a lot of other people, a lot of other parks and theme parks and different resorts and stuff have kind of done this too. But I, I Disney's pioneered a lot of this stuff. You go in, you have that forced perspective. They've, they're they pumping smells into Main Street, so you're smelling the confectionery, the mm-hmm. the cookies. And then they take that, you know, the parks. You go through all the parks, and they start building more resorts, and all the resorts are themed. So, I mean, you, you get down there, and the difference between staying on Disney property and staying off Disney property, it's so huge that, I mean, my kids, a couple times we've gone down and we've stayed off property and they've like, oh, this, we hate this. We, we don't, we only want to stay on property again. So my kids just want to take all my money and spend <laughs> it on vacations. But it really is, it makes a huge difference. And they're going to take that immersion feeling and technique and they're going to make it, you know, they're going to multiply it by a factor of 100. You're going to be living in, they're going to give you clothes. So you're going to have yeah. like Star Wars clothes and you're going to be walking around and who the heck knows? Are they going to yank you into, maybe they'll throw you into a, a trash compact or something. Who knows? But <laughs> I mean, just think of the possibilities that, yeah. that what they can do. So Gerard, you being a veteran Disney goer, whatever you call yourselves, pass holder. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone, I've gone quite a bit, but I'm not at your level. So we were talking a bit about this before the podcast. So if you want to go to this hotel, do you think, because it's going to be in on in the park, basically, do you think that you could go to the hotel without having to pay for the park fees? That's a good question because it, 
in California, they have the Grand Californian, which is connected to California Adventure Park. Mm-hmm. And you can stay in that hotel without going into the park. There's a separate entrance to the park at the hotel. You know, you show your, your pass and and yeah. you can get in that way. I wonder how they'll do it with this hotel because I guess part of that whole, you know, if you're really going to make this thing, if they're going all in, you almost have to get into Star Wars land to be able to make it part of the, you know, part of the um, the theming and part of the experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, will you be able to stay there and not have to pay to go in the park? I don't know. I would think that they're going to do whatever they think is going to generate them the most revenue and make yeah. at the same time make the experience what they want it to be because if if it's going to cost you a fortune to do this but it's going to be awesome then people will pay to do it oh, if yeah. they're going to charge you a fortune for something it's going to be like eh you know that word gets out quick and then people will just you know just won't do it so yeah especially I, I would, with this fandom like this is an expensive fandom like straight up it's heavily merchandised the fans really invest into their fandom and if it if it fails like it's going to be a massive massive fail for disney yeah yeah so. it would and, and they've got a lot of smart people working there yeah i think they you know have a pretty good idea of, of what sells and what doesn't mm-hmm. um well and quite yeah. honestly um i don't think that we'll have to worry about that aspect though for a simple fact, I mean, look at all the um, doubters, should I say, before uh, The Force Awakens come out. Oh, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be right. And then it blew all our minds. Mm-hmm. Rogue One, same thing. I think this is on the same level. These people know what they're doing. They're going to test it out. They're going to have trials and everything else beforehand just to make sure they can give us the best thing possible. Yeah. I um I agree with you on that. I mean they've they put a lot of thought into it and if they think it's going to work, you know, it's it's definitely I don't know of any other company that has some type of experience like that. Yeah. Um so I you know I I'm not well traveled in the you know the entire world, but I would think that um this being a first and if you're going to do it with any fandom, this is the fandom to do it because if you're a Star Wars fan, you're a nut. I mean, you've you've got the T-shirts, you've got the crap all over your office, like I'm looking at now. I've got a <laughs> full-size stormtrooper helmet staring back at me right now, next to my giant Darth Vader. Um, so all this stuff is it's stuff you pay for, but it's yeah. and this um, is what we've always wanted. We want to be part of this world, and now that we'll have an opportunity to do that, like I can't wait. Like this is. This is cliche to say, but this is the best time to be a Star Wars fan right now. Like, we, oh, without we, a doubt, we are getting to be little kids, and I, I say this all the time. Like, the best part about being an adult is like being able to do all the things that you wanted to do as a kid, and to get all the things that you wanted as a kid. So, we'll be able to to live in Star Wars basically for a couple days, and I I'm afraid that like I'm gonna. T- like totally fall in love and just that's all I'm going to want to do. Literally, this has been something that I've been wanting for 40 years. I'm four years old, holding up my Darth Vader figure, wanting to be in a Star Wars vehicle, spaceship, 
palace. Now you're actually going to be able to go and do it. Yeah. And and then guys, you know, my age or older who were kids in the beginning and that's there wasn't a ton of stuff when we were kids. Um, like today there's a, a billion options. I mean, my son can go on Netflix and he could watch TV for three months and never see the same thing twice. Yeah. We, we had a little bit less. So, I mean, we were pretty, pretty emotionally and in, invested into our you know, Star Wars guys mm-hmm. and, um, you know, having these guys come around now and having, you know, the franchise kind of rebooting or being relaunched and I can share it with my, with my kids, mostly with my son, but me and my daughters like it, but, um, Keelan likes it more, um, who you know, Joe. Mm-hmm. You saw her uh, enthusiasm for Star Wars and Disney, but my son's crazy for it. So yeah. sharing it with him, is um, that's the best part. And so I can't even imagine his face if I could take him to a Star Wars hotel. And he's he got just, to be a little Padawan. Oh, uh, I can see that. He 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 totally, I can I could see him now just losing it. Uh, he really would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't wait to see more about it. You know, they're, um, the second I can, I mean, I'm a DVC annual pass holder. And the second I have a chance to sign up and get involved in that, get on a wait list, send them my motorcycle for a down payment, whatever it takes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm getting in on that. There's no question. Totally. I'll say I have so, my 16 uh, year old completely invested into uh, star Wars. She always has been my three year old Siri actually named after Siri Ta- uh, Tachi from the legends is she loves this has a BB eight backpack. She loves this. And then I'm going to have a son who the first week after he's born be my first son. We're going to sit there and watch star Wars. So he's going to be invested. So yeah, I, I think it will be great. And it's doing the whole family thing. Yeah. And it's one of the few things that we can really do as a, a family and everybody can get involved in it. And, um, it's pretty cool. Gotta love it. It's awesome. Um, Star Wars Land, though. What did you guys think of uh, any of the stuff they showed us? The um, the rides, the features of that. You know, outside. So, say you're staying in the hotel. Now, guess what? You're outside in Star Wars Land. What about that? Yeah, stood um, out as as awesome for you guys. It's just Galaxy's Edge. Just I, I'm trying to get myself great to say name. that more. Yeah, more. Uh, yeah, a great name. Um it's beautiful like it's it's a kind of a new terrain um i like the story that they've built around it um it just kind of being this edge of wild space uh trading post um i really like how they're going to incorporate that your your quote-unquote reputation throughout the park um i i think that that that's also very innovative um park experience that yeah. you really don't see elsewhere. So um, I, I think two years ago, I wouldn't know how they would do that. But now with the magic bands, like yeah. when we were down, we went there after celebration. We go on the snow white ride. Next thing you know, on my phone, there's a video of us. It's like, we didn't scan anything. We didn't check anything. Just they just there. know where you are. You know, it's yeah. like Skynet, but yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's awesome. And like watching those videos is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so just, the, the fact that you have that reputation, that gives so much mileage to the park. Like, you'll be able to go back and say, okay, let's just do really bad at everything. Or let's do our best. Or let's let's do something. I'm sure that there's going to be at least, you know, half a dozen, if not a dozen, 
or more. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of different outcomes that you can do and, and just get various mileage out of uh, what your what your park experience is. Yeah. One more way to suck you in and make your experience a, a total awesome experience. I had to say it. I would actually want to do bad the first time just to see how long the bounty hunters would actually chase me throughout the park. Well, you know what? If it's anything like the way I play Battlefront, I'm going to end up in um, with some binders on and being dragged away. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Full size Millennium Falcon. You can't uh, you can't make this stuff up, kids. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. All right, so now let's talk about the behind-the-scenes video that we saw for the Last Jedi. What are your, what are your first, what are your initial thoughts on that? What did, what did you? I mean, there were so many things going on. What, uh, what stood out to you, um, Joe? What was the, what was the thing that stood out to you the most? I really loved seeing all the different creatures. Um, just just seeing oh I, I I just love the creativity and and the world building that I know we're gonna get from these little creatures even though they'll probably be on screen for like just a split second just knowing all the creativity that went into it that that meant a lot to me and then of course Carrie oh breaking that my heart was, that was my favorite part was seeing her and hearing her. Yes. It's about family and that's what's so powerful about it. That yeah. line is great. And that line paired with the official synopsis virtually guarantees that Rey's a Skywalker, but we don't no. have to get into that here because no, I don't want to publicly prove your inferior thoughts on this show. Oh, so shut up. We'll save it. We'll save it for another show. We'll call it Spanking Joe's Theory. No, we're going to be calling it Joe's totally right and Gerard's totally wrong. <laughs> Never. Sure. Uh, Even if I'm wrong, I'll just edit it so that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, Joe, you are totally right about Ray. <laughs> George, what did you like? What was your favorite thing? The first thing I noticed out of it, of course, was um, how the whole re-showing of everything's different now seeing some of the action scenes and things like that. And then of course the ending out with, of course, like you said, Carrie, um, that was the main catch for me. The first time watching it was that everything else was, Oh, this looks cool. This looks nice, man. What are those? <laughs> and then Carrie, yeah. and it's like, Oh man, she hit, they had to do a family comment. And then so Billy Lord right after that with that. So it's, double connecting there and um i don't even know how to say with that um it was a lot to it yeah i know um something that stood out to me was other than carrie's comment was just kind of seeing how many I mean, it takes a lot of people to make a movie, but just seeing all the different people working on the backgrounds and the sets oh, yeah. and, and everything and the amount of manpower and work that goes into making 
a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Is um It's incredible. It's overwhelming. The the practical sets um it's just um it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, I love the I love behind the scenes stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was um I I I was happy with it, you know. I I really liked yeah. it. I know we reached out to um the group today to see kind of what people thought about it, if they had any points. Um, we got some comments in the, in the post and, um, got an email too. I figured we can maybe mention a couple of those things and maybe we can build off some of the, the comments that the members kind of thought were, were highlights. Um, we got an email from Lindsay Gadetti, uh, a Tau Swift member. And she brought out that, uh, a couple of things that she mentions in her email is that she thought the footage the BTS footage is the best way to go at this point because it can keep us occupied until a full trailer and it provides a lot of misdirection. Oh yeah. You know, it's, which is, it's a perfect, um, perfect, um, descriptor, you know, for that. And she she mentioned, you know, everything can change, which is great. You know? Yeah. She makes a good point about misdirection. Like if we've learned anything in this new era is they love misdirecting. It's, classic just i mean we we got out of the two movies that we've received in this new era there's been so much misdirection <laughs> and things that aren't even yeah. in the movies in the, in these trailers and behind the scenes like who are you i'm no one like i'm re- this is a rebellion isn't it i rebel like th- those weren't even in the movies so yeah misdirection is just they love it i blame pablo that salty old dog. <laughs> <laughs> he really is great. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, a couple other things that um, that Lindsay mentions, the practical sets. She was happy to see those. Getting back mm-hmm. to those roots is important. Um, she's excited to see a bigger, badder phasma, but she thinks that no matter what happens, that the last Jedi is something no one will see coming. Anything they give us up to that point will just be total misdirection. I like the theme that uh, that Lindsay's going with here is is the misdirection theme, and I think that you know I agree with her hundred percent. Yeah, same. Joe, did you pull any of the? Um, you have a couple off the out of that post, right? Uh, yeah. So Connor Connor gave us a lot of questions. I don't know if we'll have time to go through all of these. Um, uh, we'll just pick a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did see a lot of I, a lot of writing in there, and I appreciate tired. his enthusiasm. So thank you, Connor, <laughs> for that. Um, will Kylo face off against Luke or Ray? Let's just give like quick yes or no answers. Just re- keep them really short. That is not a yes or no question. That is an either or. Or both. <laughs> I don't know. I would think we'd actually uh, face off both. against Ray, uh, Luke. We've already seen a face off against Ray. You know, given Kylo was wounded severely, but we haven't seen Luke in action. And I think that is going to be significant in this next one is more Luke action. What is yeah. Luke capable of? Oh, totally. And I mean, they keep saying that this is, this is Mark Hamill's best Luke Skywalker ever. Um, and with the training footage that we saw, it looks like Ray is going to fight several people. So I, I am speculating that there's going to be a bet, a, a big battle between the Knights of Ren yeah. and Kylo and Luke and Ray, and it's going to blow our minds. 
and going to be like one of the best lightsaber battles of all time. Fingers and crossed. Luke drops a force mic and just stinking uses the force to shred everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So that that actually my my speculation answers the next question that Connor had of will Ray face off against the Knights of Ren? Um, what do you guys think? Yes or no? Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Just I think because the, of the three. Go ahead, George. Uh, and the behind the scenes where it shows three people, you know, her practicing, uh, choreographing the fight with three other people. Why would they throw that in there? Of course, then again, like we said, misdirection. But I think we'll see. If, and that's been one of the biggest rumors since day one is one of the things we're going to see is Knights of Ren and Luke and Ray all facing off against each other. Yeah. It could I, be I, that. I, I just, oh. I think the it's going to have, it's going to probably end poorly for the good guys. And, but I would expect that the real ultimate battle confrontation conflict is going to be resolved in episode nine. I don't know what we'll see in this one. I don't, you know, is, are they going to fight the Knights of Ren? Some of them might be in there. I don't, I don't think we're going to see a peak. You know, we're not going to see the ultimate battle. I think we'll see something awesome. And I think mm-hmm. that this movie is going to kind of be a, obviously a darker tone. Just, it kind of seems that way. The mm-hmm. comments, people are going to be shocked. People aren't going to expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, you know, this is the, you know, I'm your father movie for this yes. trilogy. And if we go through the the hero's journey movement, this is going to essentially be the big challenge for Ray. This is going to be her facing herself, her questioning herself, um, potentially her uh, near death experience, potentially. Um, I don't know, but if, if you look at that cycle that goes through, that happens with Anakin, that happens with Luke and it's going to happen with Ray too. I know all Skywalkers. She's going to be so thrilled to find out that Luke's her dad. Well, um, I was going to say this is basically this, uh, sequels Hoth. Shut up, Gerard. Or not Hoth, but, uh, Empire Strikes Back. This is the sequel trilogy's Empire. Just like Attack of Mm -hmm. Clones was the same way. For the prequel uh, trilogy. Yeah. And side tangent, people are saying, oh, well, The Force Awakens is an original and da-da-da. No, you know what? Really, no hero movie is original because it follows this very similar formula. And that's why they resonate with us so much as humans. So if you're complaining about this new era not being original, well, look at pretty much every hero story since the dawn of time it's it they follow a very similar formula but yeah um next question let's let's move on um what is benicio del toro's character significance what who who do you think that he's gonna be just from what i've seen some parts of um he may be having to do something with that casino that's what i'm thinking almost yeah. I, I think he's a relative and or brother of Han Solo. Ooh. Really? I think he's related to Solo somehow. I didn't think about that. Either he's an old buddy or he's or he's, you know, he, he comes out of the woodwork because he died or I, I that's just kind of what I thought ever since he I saw that first picture of him in that outfit. That just kind of you know, popped into my head. Gerard, like, first, I I will totally admit, first, I was just like, that's so stupid. But 
you bringing that up, him coming out of the woodwork after he dies, that's a really good speculation. So it's less less stupid than you originally thought? <laughs> no, I mean, you literally changed my mind in like 30 seconds. I was like, no. Like, I fully admit a lot of the times people speculate about Star Wars. I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah. that's really interesting because, I mean... Or it could be an old adversary of his or someone that he he's trying to piggyback on that. But yeah. I do think that he's he's going to be like he was confirmed at Dubrovnik. So he's going to be involved with that casino area. So he could be involved, maybe, you know, with Hond. Or I, I've just always thought that he was going to be some sort of like scuzzy bounty hunter or slicer. He could be a, a swindler, smuggler. So kind of like a lightning. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think some somehow, I, yeah, I think somehow he might have a, he's got to have a connection. Or I think he has a connection to Han. He's, you know, looks like he's a little bit younger. So yeah. I don't think he would, tech, you know, obviously he wouldn't be the, the same age as him. Maybe it's his little brother or something. I mean, who the heck knows? Or I just, I just got some like feeling, you know, that this, his, some, um, something to do with him somehow. His, I think. like kind of apprentice maybe. You know, because yeah. Han, Han did all that racing and stuff. Like, he, he kind of became straight-laced and was, like, involved in the racing circuit after, you know, the the um, New Republic came around. You know, what what if he's one of his old students or um, That whatever. is a good possibility. Or somebody he ran into while doing those racing things that he raced along with. If you read the, uh, yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen the Han Solo comic um, that they did, but he did a race. That's the first time they're showing him doing races. He did a race in that one, mm-hmm. even though it was for the um, for the Re- Alliance at the time. Yeah. Um. So next question: What could Finn's mission be when undercover? That that's a good one because I've been thinking about that since I saw him in that uniform. What the heck could he possibly be doing? Yeah, him and Rose. So they're yeah. on a mission together. It, what what? It, it could be so many different things. It's like I think that's on the casino planet too. Um, I mean, just looking at traditionally, I mean, uh, traditionally being these two films. They the the sizzles and behind the scenes that they've shown us have all been the first part of the film. If you look back on it, like we don't really see much of the latter part of the film. So they're showing us kind of like the build up. So I think that Rose and Finn are going to be sent on a mission to the casino planet. And I don't know why they're undercover, but it's likely they're going to be caught. <laughs> yeah. Or almost caught and Poe saves him. Maybe, you know, (laughs) so, so, so kind of interesting thing. I mean, I was going to bring this up earlier, but being a a new to cosplay cosplayer, um, I really noticed the costumes in this. And one in particular is we see Finn in an X-wing pilot jumper. So, who knows? Maybe they escape and they all, I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait to find out. Or he could be taking lessons from Poe on how to fly one. 
Yeah. Could be. Poe can fly anything. I see one question here. Will Luke use his lightsaber again or will he be a mentor like mentor like Yoda when training Rey? And I think that that movie will not end without us seeing Luke with a lightsaber in his hand ignited. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do with it, but I just can't. I don't want to think of a world where we don't see Luke holding a lightsaber in that movie. Well, yeah, and I think he's going to very much have the older Obi-Wan style of fighting, the very slow, calculated, but deadly. But he'll be, I'm sure he's going to use the force like a boss, too. He's oh, not yeah. going to just be throwing around giant silver boxes like Darth Vader did in Empire Strikes Back. I think he's no. going to have, you know, pulling up like trees from the from their roots and whipping them into people or some kind of significant... Well, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be, I fully expect to be completely blown well, remember away. Remember they had that big spoiler rumor that we're actually supposed to see him do some kind of force bomb almost. That he blows up something with the force. I want to see a force bomb. Now, I don't know how true that is, but, you know, that was a rumor going around for a while. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out pretty soon, guys. Well, and, you know, Luke accepts his old lightsaber from Rey. Like, he holds it in his hands. So it's not like he denies it. But then we also see Rey uh, later training with it. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that unless something happened, Luke, you know, still had access to his old, his green lightsaber. And mm-hmm. who knows what he's done before that. I mean. Well, more likely he's I'm still sure he's found it. stuff at temples and. Yeah, he could. Or he could have accumulated a whole bunch of them. I mean, he could have picked up crap from all the temples he's been visiting. And mm-hmm. um, the Knights of Ren had sabers. They had to fashion them somehow. So mm-hmm. the uh, the crystals exist. The He knows how to make one. So mm-hmm. I don't think um, if he doesn't have one at the beginning of the next film, it's not because he probably didn't have access to it. It's because he just chose not to have it on him or maybe he put it behind him. Or who the heck knows what his, you know, his mindset is at this point. So... Um, yeah, he certainly looks like a like he's just been kind of walking in the woods for quite some time. So yeah, and he has two outfits now. So he has the one that I we like saw the brown one. I like that dark yeah. brown one. So that that's pretty interesting, though. It, it, like we're seeing both him and Ray have variations on their outfits. So I like it. Um. One other question on here. What are the Porgs significant? So the Porgs being those little bird-like creatures that we saw. I love them. I want one. (laughs) They are adorable. George, what do you think? What's up with the Porgs? You know, I'm seeing these and um, I've read a lot about these puffins or whatever that are from the island, which actually they inspired the Porgs. And it makes Mm -hmm. me wonder if maybe their relation to some kind of force animal, like the owls that we've seen in Rebels. Oh, the yes. Convery? Are they, um, are they something similar to that? Or how are they related to him? Why are they just showing up on this island for, for you know, for us in the storyline and for the first time? Well, I've read they have a connection 
they're connected to the Force, and they have some type of if that's the first Jedi temple. I mean, somehow they may have they've got some connection to it, mm-hmm. and the teeth too. I I looked in the picture and I read a couple things about how they you know they look like these cute little things, but they've got you know looks like they have razor sharp teeth, so they could be pretty nasty if the if the need arises. So I think they may yeah. have the ability to look cute, but I think they probably have a a purpose that is other than just laying there and having you pet their head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and if you guys saw in that uh, leaked pinball machine, spoiler, this isn't a huge spoiler. I did. It's pretty cool, though. But the, the little porgs around R2-D2, like, oh my god, I'm dying of cuteness. <laughs> when I'm sitting on it, there's so one cute. with him sitting, one sitting on his head like a nest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about there was a, talking about the picture spoiler picture from that pinball game did you guys see the other picture spoiler the, alert spoiler the, the, X-wing? the x-wing yeah looks like it's underwater yeah that's maybe, cool you think luke parked it in the wrong spot maybe no well think about <laughs> these x-wings are made to fly in space and the amount of pressure there is in or lack thereof in some aspects is similar to what would be underwater. So yeah. it, it could be very well be leak proof to where he could put it down there. So this way nobody can, you know, help him from being traced as easily or found as easily. Yeah. Yeah. He, he winterized it, put it down there. You know, sealed sealed the windows up like you do in winter and said, okay, there you go. Go sit in the ocean until I need you. I mean, there's going to be people that, well, you know, water's corrosive and blah, blah. It's And, and guess what? We're talking about space, bro. It's not yeah. real. Explosions you, don't if happen If he wants to space, hide the thing in like, the water for a few years, then you know what? He can hide it in the water for a few years. It'll be exactly. fine. It's Star exactly. Wars. Relax. Suspend your, your belief. Just... And it's not like the Alliance for, didn't just yeah. give him... Spend reality for a minute while you're watching this space opera fantasy movie. <laughs> exactly. Guy's breaking up my chromatis and doing calculations. Well, you know, under the water that long and... Well, actually... Eh. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? It works. And he's going to fly it away. And he's going to stab people with lightsabers. Well, just this thing about this, when um, the X-Wing crash landed into Dagobah, it landed into a big... Supersized puddle of goop, water, and everything else, yet it was flying just fine. Luke didn't, do, you know, they didn't show Luke make any repairs or anything. Yeah. And exactly. that was a crash landing. Yeah. It just had sludge yep. all over it. These, thing, these things are, are built to be beaten. Are you seeing a pattern here? I don't think Luke is quite the pilot that his dad was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would hate to say, but I think yeah. that if it is a X, his X wing underwater, he placed it there purposely. That one a uh, accidental crashing. Yeah, I love the idea of him hiding his lights, his uh, his X wing, mm-hmm. and having it just sitting there waiting. And then he's like, "All right, let's let's roll." And he just thinking fires that thing up and goes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking R2. at 
um, some of the screenshots that I, I posted in uh, the master thread for the behind the scenes. Um, what do you guys think about? It looks like there's gonna be there's there's a scene where there's three Kylo Ren masks. Um, one looking, you know, like it should, uh, and then the the one nearest to the camera is pretty jacked up. What what do you guys think about that? Honestly, I think that was more of a behind the scenes thing than something we'll see in the movie. Um, more of different stages of some combat that we'll see Kylo in. Or Crash, possibly. Since he's going to have his new fighter now. Huh. Okay. To be so honest, maybe... I really didn't give it any thought. Okay. I just... Um... What do we think about the song? I don't know. Yes. Oh, his ship? It's not bad looking. No, I'm not much of a ship person. Uh, I think it, it looks cool. Well, I just love the fact that they actually did style it closer to um, Vader's old Tie Vance than the um, than the other Tie Fighters of the First Order. Oh well, yeah, he's got like the he's biggest obsessed. crush on his grandfather. Yeah, he's like Gerard over here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. just ordered my uh, tie striker advanced. Nice tie I mean, silencer. Maybe, maybe I am thinking a bit too much into it, but see, seeing the three masks, it almost looks like Kylo's going to have a fit and like mess up his own mask and be like, "I don't need this." Um, you know, just kind of get a little bit more true to his own identity rather than trying to be like Vader kind of coming into his own quote unquote evilness or maybe he has a leaning toward the light again and no longer wants to be Kylo at least for a moment and destroys his mask or at least messes it That's up a, a possibility, too. Um, it is. Mm. And then, of course, it could be a, a picture of his helmet that he ha- has already, and that could be the one that um, was found floating in space from the destruction of Starkiller. But, you know, I doubt it. You think that would make it from I the doubt destruction it. of Starkiller? I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know what? They find it, and it's literally floating right next to Luke's hand from the basement. <laughs> And Han Solo's corpse. Clutching the lightsaber. <laughs> They're all, all three are just next to each other. And Han Solo. Han Solo's yeah. wearing the helmet, holding Luke's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, though. Or it could be another throwback to the uh, Av- um, Acolytes of Beyond. And these are some of the other masks he's collected from other people. Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting prospect that maybe he had designed his own mask, replicating one of the acolytes of, of Beyond, or at least some Sith artifact. That would be really interesting. Could be. Could be. I like the theorizing. Yeah. I mean, just looking at like the middle one, and this could just be the reflection of the light, but the, the, the banding on the forehead looks a little bit gold. Whereas his is silver. 
and the one on my pajama pants are red. Hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. Five months, we're going to find <laughs> out. At least, at least some of these things. We're not going to get all these questions answered. Nowhere near. Sure. And see, I also have a theory that we're, and I've actually heard on different places, we're not even going to find out about Ray as far as her parentage or whatnot until nine anyway. I don't wouldn't buy that. Be, wouldn't it be funny if they just never addressed it? <laughs> they just never, ever, it just never was, there's never a point where it just came up. Well, they in almost don't even have to. I mean, all the evidence points to that she's a Skywalker. So, I mean, I don't know why anyone even tries to think anything different. You know that I don't think that she's a Skywalker, but I would not be surprised if she took the Skywalker name. Because she feels, you know, Star Wars is about family, but it's also about, like, making your family. Like, look at Rebels. Rebels, they've all made, they're a family, but none of them are related. Let me, uh. So, I would not be surprised if she's Rey Skywalker, but that's because she takes her mentor's name. I'm going to read something that you directed me to earlier. It's a press release with the official synopsis for the film. And it says, in Lucasfilm's Star Wars The Last Jedi, the Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of The Force Awakens join the Galactic Legends in an epic adventure that unlocks age-old mysteries of the Force and shocking revelations of the past. Star Wars The Last Jedi opens in U.S. theaters on December 5th, 2017. The Skywalker saga continues. Come on. We heard that we heard oh, that from KK on. at the beginning of Force Awakens that these numbers are going to be a Skywalker saga. Well, Luke is a Skywalker and um Ben is also of the Skywalker lineage. Yep. And I mean me personally Both um, of those statements are true. I I know we don't condone or, or talk about, uh, like, shipping in the <laughs> But I, I would not be surprised if, if Ray and Ben eventually got together. Incest. Uh, that, no. Uh, that, I mean, that would make her a Skywalker. And in the line that was not put in the movie, she said, I'm no one. Um, because she doesn't know it. But look at the for- her connection to the Force, the way she wields that lightsaber, the way the lightsaber calls to her. Come I on. think she's the Come reincarnation on. of the Chosen One. So essentially, she she is all of the Chosen Ones before her and after her. So essentially, she is kind of like uh, what are you? What are you, a Buddhist monk now? What the heck does that even mean? Well, Star Wars is really based on a lot of Eastern philosophy i've i've seen that theory and uh, i have a tough time with that one um to me that makes it too much like the matrix honestly that's first thing when i first saw that theory i thought of matrix to me it's just easier to look at all the evidence and say all of this says this that's just what i think but an easy story is not necessarily a good story yeah her being a skywalker isn't easy Yes, it is. Negative. Of course, there is a, somebody else put out theory that um, 
you know, we've seen this before that Ray's uh, solo and uh, Organa. And the one of the theories is that reason we don't see it in Bloodlines is because um, she was kidnapped and Leia and Han both thought they were dead. In fact, that helped start the split between them and also the split off between Han and Ben. And she looks well. She is. She's ten years younger. So he could have been born. She may have even been born yet, which would still make her Skywalker. Because she would have been six years old. She would have been six years old in Bloodline, and she was. Well, I think I think she looked about six when they dropped her off on. No, no, no. She would have been. I'm sorry. She she was fourteen in Bloodline, and she would have been six when she was dropped off at Jakku. But to me, I just don't foresee Han and Leia giving up on a kidnapping like that. Also, like the kidnapping thing, that was just so common in Legends. Like yes. the, the 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 solo kids were just being kidnapped like every <laughs> other book. I can't picture a kid. You know, that's that's the other thing that kind of steered me away from that is that if she was Han and Leia's child, that they would have gone to find her or they would have gone after her. Well, the other part of that, Luke could have, Luke could have had a kid and may not even necessarily know that she was born. Yeah, that was necessary on her. It's a lot easier. Right. That's the only way I could accept her being a Skywalker because I I don't, I I really hate the idea of Luke being like a deadbeat dad or just being like, here, go with Unkar Plutt on Jakku. Okay, bye. Yeah, I can't picture him doing that either. Like, maybe... Somebody he, he got a maybe he had a wife or whatever, and she got pregnant, and she left because she didn't want to be in anywhere near all that chaos, and that could somehow kind of come back to that. But yeah, but that's so Mori like. I wouldn't say Mori like. It's reality. What I'm thinking, um, in fact, this was my original theory on all that was that, and this is how there may even introduce Mara Jade, is that yes, they hooked up. And then she found out who, you know, she got scared of things that were happening, seeing the, you know, the um, fall of Ben and whatnot. And she ended up being pregnant and did not want to uh, have a child in this type of situation. So she just took off. And then the fall actually happened, the destruction of Jedi Temple. She dropped off Ray at Jakku to because Luke didn't know about her at all. And then she took off to go try to help Luke and died in the process. Could be that. I mean, anything that, anything that explains her having Skywalker blood would be okay with me. Like in her own veins, not like in a backpack (laughs) or something. I mean, I was really dead set on her being a Skywalker before I read Bloodline and just pretty much everything that we've gotten since then. It just, it doesn't align for me. And from what we've heard, it's, You'll come around. You know, no, Star Wars is all about making your own family, blazing your own path. And each trilogy starts with pretty much some sort of like child in the desert without a full parental unit. So and all of have, those children were Skywalkers. 
right? Two. At least, the, at least two. I mean, we're going, we're going this in a is different... the this is the third trilogy of the same saga. So, but we're also going into unlocking age old mysteries of the Force and shocking revelations of the past. Yeah, it's shocking how they left a Skywalker on Jakku with Ankar Plat. It's shocking how they left out a Skywalker and uh, and this Skywalker saga. Well, you got the whole. That would be I, so shocking. I just don't see her being a Skywalker. I, I could see her making her family. Maz says the belonging that you seek is not behind you. It's ahead. And she goes, Luke? Like, she thinks that this man is a legend. You'd think that she would know about her father or have some sort of recollection. How, why would she know about her father? Luke didn't know about his father. He eventually did. Because he told him. Well, and, his, and then he still didn't believe him. Well, and his aunt and uncle were too scared to, like, you know, tell him the truth. Well, Ray didn't even have that. So she had even less influence. She had no opportunity to know it. So, I mean, if she could have. And she's been waiting for her family, you know, in, in the Force Awakens novelization. She got forgotten. And her, in her force back, there's a woman's voice. It's specific. A woman's voice saying, I'll come back for you, sweetie. I'll come back. I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ray was also a slave, similar to Anakin, and was sold off, separated from her mother without her, you know, mother wanting that. Which would make her story very tragic, too. Is your dog snoring? <laughs> yes. I can't. She's in here, and since I have headphones on, I can't hear her snoring. But I'm I know trying that she's to. Asleep. I'm like, what the heck is that noise? Yeah. I'm like, it's got to be your dog. It sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> she's a, a she's a brachiocephalic breed, which means she's got a short face, so she snores a lot. Big words make my head hurt. <laughs> anyway we're gonna find out one of us is gonna be right and the other one is gonna be joe and that's okay i'll let you buy me a drink when i'm right yeah yeah <laughs> keep, keep hold on to that hope dear gerard who knows we may all be buying I, joe drinks so we never know i've already <laughs> done that <laughs> yes he did i made so many stupid Bats before celebration. You know, a good predictor of the future is looking at the past. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> we could we could like just lose all of our listeners right now with you and I just going back right. and forth about this. It's basically thing. like our like our chat thread. Yeah. Yes. Um But you know it pisses me off and that's why you like bring it up so often. No. Oh, no, not at all. I do not. Now, what about... Okay, to, to change the subject here and push this on, what about this red thing? Yeah, wait, okay. hold on one second, George. Mike Mike Floor. Um, oh, you're going to the same thing I'm going to. Who's terrible. Oh, okay. Mike, Mike Floor is just... He's so bad at fantasy football, but he had an interesting comment that I'll let George, uh, George address. Okay, um... 
he was saying that he was excited for this fresh and new, new and fresh Star Wars, but he was wondering what the red sand-like stuff is and the whole red theme, like all the uh, posters. There's got to be something I, to it. I love it. It's Visually, it's, it's cool. It's cool, and it's dark, and it's... Ooh. Well, I just go ahead. The red, the oh, go ahead. <laughs> We're too polite. Um, the red sand stuff. So it looks like to me. I mean, growing up, I I grew up in the desert. You know, um, it looks almost like salt or or like snow almost on the ground. And these resistance bombers are like going through and kicking up that top layer and the sand or soil below. So I almost wonder if it's just like a really red planet. But obviously there's going to be like a huge battle there. So I'm, I'm really excited. I hope this kind of mirrors the, the Battle of Hoth in a way because that's my favorite battle of all time. That scene looks like how it looks when I attack a red bullet cake. <laughs> <laughs> Just flying everywhere. With way more frosting, though. <laughs> red dust everywhere. Red dust everywhere. Yeah, it was, it's pretty cool how it looks. I, this, I'm assuming that there's got to be some type of significance to either that planet or to that substance, um, considering all the... But why the posters? <sighs> The posters with everyone wearing the red, you know, and so either oh, something's so to much. that or they're just freaking around with us again. So what you got to think? Oh, go ahead. You Jill. know, um, so I, I've heard, well, we heard this at the um, celebration Star Wars Disney Parks panel that that scene is going to be the new scene that is in Star Tours. So it's significant. So just like how Escape from Jakku on the Falcon was the uh, Force Awakens uh, adventure that we got on Star Tours, this scene is going to be just as exciting and significant in um, The Last Jedi. So I'm really excited to see how it's going to be. So, yeah. Click. I had to unclick myself. It accidentally muted me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's definitely going to be have some. Uh, ugh, let me try that again. There definitely has to be some significance to that, and I'm anxiously awaiting what that is. Well, um, uh, my theory on that, because of the uh, first thing we heard about this movie, is uh, from John Bodega that, um. It's a darker movie. Just like, and then, mm-hmm. of course, first thing came to mind, just like Empire, just like Attack of the Clones were both darker in their aspects. Um, And then Dress Him on Red just more identifies that this is going to be something darker, something more drastic, and maybe from both sides. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be interesting to see the resistance get a little darker and um, just a little bit more cutthroat. Well, kind of like how we saw the rebellion. Well, seeing like the uh, rebellion in, side in, in Rogue, Rogue One. One. 
We've got that to look forward to. Casino Planet. Canto Bite. It's all Do we about got family. Anything else? Anything else to cover? I think that's uh, that's probably pretty pretty much wraps it up for this one. Cool. Um, we uh, covered a lot of good stuff. D twenty three was awesome. Had a lot of cool stuff. A lot of other Disney stuff too, not just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story four, Incredibles two. Looking forward to that. I know it's not oh, Star yeah. Wars stuff, but they have a lot of awesome stuff coming up. Um, it's time to be a nerd. Yeah, the Marvel movies. I just got my tickets for uh, Boston Comic Con today. Oh, taking nice. Keelan on Saturday. Awesome. So, uh, in a couple of weeks, so she's excited. She wants to try to see Stan Lee. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that, but we'll try. If uh, if it's possible, I'll get her in there. Awesome. But um, yeah, we get you know Gwendolyn Christie's awesome Captain Phasma. Looks like we'll have some more of her too. So. We've got a lot to look forward to. I'm sure over the next couple months, two, three, four months, we're going to get little tidbits. and. Oh, yeah. I'm and sure next if... week, we're definitely, well, in a couple days, we're going to get some news from Comic-Con, for sure. I think they're like... holding off for the new trailer for the yeah. SDCC as well. Yeah, I would, uh, it wouldn't, nothing surprises me, you know. I don't expect it. I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't, but... Um, it would be cool if they did. I I would be, you know, if I had to, I, I had to say when I thought it would be. I think it's probably you know a month or two out. You know, maybe something in October. But I'm thinking Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Or at least like one of the new like I'm not a sports person. Like some football oriented type of event, like they'd done before, or on Good Morning America. I I I don't see them doing something for at least a couple months. But they'll definitely have to have some tidbit of something some, somehow at San Diego Comic Con. That's gonna be. Uh, I'm hoping for Han Solo because they're they're not they're not gonna blow everything. You know they they put out a lot at D23. They 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 want to definitely even the scales. There was absolutely zero Han Solo movie presence there. Oh, it's so, so surprising. I'm hoping they do. Uh, maybe they'll do a behind the scenes reel for Han Solo. Or even Something just like some that. photos, like some Anything. cast photos. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a behind the scenes just yet for but, that one until they get further more in the post production from Ron taking oh, over. Totally, totally. I mean, if we think back to Rogue One, we really didn't mm-hmm. get a lot this early on. Um, I felt really in the dark with Rogue One. I follow spoilers and all that. I didn't feel like we got a lot early. But we, we did get that promo shot, and that's, like, all we had for a long time. So if, if we could have an a, a in-character promo shot, I'd be stoked about that. Why don't we take um, the picture I did where I put the crying Jordans over those who shouldn't <laughs> be spoken of? That can be our yeah. new promo shot for a house <laughs> Works for me. Works for me. Uh, but... Anyway, we'll uh, we'll call this one a wrap, and we can uh, over the next week after San Diego Comic Con, we're gonna get together and we'll talk about that, whatever we had uh, released to us in whatever form, whether it be for the Last Jedi or for the Han Solo film. But um, there'll be something probably to talk about. So, and if we don't get anything new, there's plenty of other stuff. So. I can uh, assure you that we'll have something to talk about. 
very soon. <laughs> but um, I guess that's it from me. You guys have any parting words? Oh, it's fun to be on again. I look forward hey, to it. It's great to doing my time. first podcast and hopefully mm-hmm. be on again sometime sooner or later. Gotta love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, coming on today, talking and uh, talking about what we love. And hopefully uh, we get some good feedback from the group. You can uh, obviously comment in the group or you can email us at voice at T-A-O-S-W-F dot com. And let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you think that Joe is correct or if you think I'm correct on whether or not Ray is a Skywalker. We should definitely have some type of poll and thing going on for that, Joe. What do you think? Yeah, hashtag Team Joe, hashtag Team G. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And, uh, and you know, I to... think initially I would probably lose, but I'm playing the long game here. I know, and you know what? If I'm I a... said if I said it was black, you're gonna say it's white, just so that we can have something to talk about. So it works out good. And I'll find the middle a ground. Star Wars theorist, okay? Yeah. So... <laughs> but. Um... That's all we have for this time. So we're going to, uh, we'll continue this feud at a later date and we'll bring it online onto the group. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Impressive. Most impressive.